Greetings Grapple fans, it's time yet again for two different generations of wrestling fans to go through the matches that Dave Meltzer has listed five stars or higher and see if we agree with that assessment. It's Let Me Tell You Something, I'm your co-host Lorcan Mullen and with me as always is my co-host Simon Cross. And Simon, we've reached another key point in our journey, we've reached match number 40, 4-0. Our show is going through its midlife crisis now and as i prepare my new earring to be put into my earlobe let's talk about a a match that involves a man maybe pushing himself into the sort of environment that he's not quite physically able to go with anymore as we've had a lot of all japan matches but none of them have included the founder the head the honcho the headmaster the principal the weird body form that is shohi giant baba Teaming up with the two top baby faces of his promotion, Mitsuhara Masawa and Kent Kabashi, to face off against their longtime rivals, Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Tawe. And who have they brought to level up the playing field? The top junior heavyweights of the promotion, and the man that has become to be, I don't know if I'll say affectionately known as, but known as the shithouse, Masanobu Fushi. And I will say right off the bat, side, this was my main note at the end. Man of the match, MVP, Fushi. Oh, yeah. Shit else was in its <laughs> element today. Can we just talk about how Giant Baba is the skinniest giant I have ever seen, including Peter Crouch? I have bigger biceps than Giant Baba, and I've not done serious weight training in over 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's just so weird. He's just such a weirdly shaped man. Yeah. It's a deformity, very clearly. I know. I guess he just was incapable of putting weight on. Yeah, I guess he was just burning through it. I kind of thought that that was a good look. It was just his only possible look. Yeah. What do you think of his in-ring work in this match? Because I'll be honest, to me, whilst I can see why he was such a cult figure and icon, you know, he is one of the arguably the second or third biggest name in Japanese wrestling of all time. Yeah. So that puts him up with like a Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Luthers, Steve Austin, The Rock type figure in the Western world. But it's clear that his best days are behind him. Wrestling has passed him by at this point. I mean, at this point, he's doing mid-card comedy matches. And then maybe once every year, he'll put himself in this main event environment. And remind everyone of who he is kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, no, uh, when you just compare to the speed and grace of Misawa and Kabashi and Tawe, um, and Kawada, oh, Kawada less grace, more kick to face, um, and Fushi's mm. graceful shithousery, mm. um, I feel like we dwell on this, um, shithousery too much. Fushi in the ring is very good in this match as well. We'll get to Fushi, but let's just stick on Baba. Uh, yeah, no, um... He just seems like a bit of um He doesn't quite fit. It's just it's In fairness to him, he takes bumps, yeah. he gets up, he wrestles, he takes some Kawada kicks and some Tawei chops. 
drops in yeah. this match that don't look like they're not going full force, but they're not holding back as much as they could do, considering that's their boss that they're hitting. Yeah, I think they'd be um, insulted. I think Papa would be more insulted if they did, though. Mm, mm. It's an interesting fine line to walk for them. Um, but what's also notable, it's very like late Andre the Giant in that he's clearly physically limited. And whatever he does, his opponents bump like madmen for him. Yeah. They all take his moves, they all sell, and let's get to it, Fushi is the one that makes him look brilliant. I think it helps that he's smaller as well. So Fushi he... sells like genuine fear of Bappa. Whenever mm. Fushi's in the ring with him, um, he, he just does uh, does anything he can to either not be there anymore or ground mm. him as quickly as possible. Mm. There's a brilliant moment early on where Baba gets uh, Tawe in an abdominal stretch and Fushi goes into the ring and breaks it up by attacking Baba. And Baba just kind of smiles at him. Yeah. Like, really? You want to do this? <laughs> and then it, it just... Um brings more ire out of Fushi, who then later on, when he breaks a uh, Baba hold, just literally just goes straight through his eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting as well, when we look at the previous match that we covered, a match I think you might have given five stars to, I'm not sure, which was Masao and Kabashi against Kawada and Tawe in the Real World Tag League finals that would have been a couple of uh, months earlier. Uh, we pointed out how more above everyone Masawa seemed to be in that match, that he rarely took much of an, much in the way of attacks against yeah. him. Whereas in this match, he's isolated for as long as I can ever remember anyone being isolated, outside of maybe Suyoshi Kikuchi in his match against Furness and Crawford's. Yeah. Where it's a long, long time before he tags someone in. It's weird to see, yeah, it's right, it's weird to see Masawa sort of on the selling end. It's, it's sort of to follow the Kenta uh, Kabashi Fred through, though, I think it's just this is I think more another vehicle for Kenta Kabashi to grow stronger because um, mm. Baba Baba doesn't need it, and Baba uh, doesn't do things like like you'll very often not get involved in like the the, the Pier Six brawls that are supposed to take place or yeah. you know saving their partner when the other partners come in the ring sort of face off against them. Mm. Again, it's like limited. It's not to the point that it becomes a handicap match, but it's not, you know. Yeah, and it's not like at some point. Like, there's the triple sleeper spot. He's one of the yes. uh, There's a triple submission spot in there. Yeah. yeah. But I think what's interesting about Fushi, and I want to talk about Fushi more than anyone in this match, is it's like he starts off using all of his technique, and it seems like he's going to be the sensible one in all this. Yeah. And he's going to be the one that uses the conventional mat-based wrestling, and that was like every match. It seems like this, and then just as the match goes on his shithousery becomes more prevalent. He has to reach into his box of tricks. Yeah, yeah. And it's just little things, like... And he does some fantastic moments when it's like... um, I'm going quite late into the match, I think, at this point, but there's a great bit where Fushi... When they've got Kabashi isolated, and he's beating on Fushi, when Fushi hits him with a chop, he's like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. And he's desperately trying to hold on to Kabashi to stop him... Reaching the rope, yeah, yeah, he just sells great for everyone. And then at one point, when he tags in and he just sort of does those Eddie Guerrero foot on the face, yeah, eye rank thing. Oh, he he just stays on his face, he does, he basically does the Hokokoki on a man's face. (laughs) 
That's my second favourite bit uh, of shithousery like, from like That's the most match. explicitly sort of heel yeah. thing. My favourite bit is one of the ways he break, Fushi breaks up a hold later on. It's not the eye rake. Um, it's more the runs in a, straight from behind and just grabs the guy's hair and just rags him to the mat. But not raggers in like a strong way. Raggers in a, oh, I've got the advantage, quick, like shithouse. Even like the way he uses power sometimes makes him look like a, a knob. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. It's also interesting that I think even though he's noticeably shorter, I think Tawe was always presented as like the inheritor of the Baba mantle. He's the tallest one. Mm. He wears the red trunks and red knee pads like Baba. He does Baba's moves in front of him. Yeah. Like the thing where he grabs, and this was always a giant, uh, uh, Andre the giant move as well, where he takes the hand and he sort of slams it into his thigh. Yeah. And so then Baba tags in and does the same thing to Tawe. And it's like, you ain't taking my moves, mate. No, it's like, I've got this. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was an interesting dynamic in the match. So Tawe taunting him. And there's a great moment again when he taunts Baba whilst he's got Misawa in control. And he goes to do a back suplex on Misawa. Misawa lands on his feet. And I don't think I've seen a better forearm just clobbered him. Misawa. There's something about Misawa where Misawa will wrestle with grace and like poise and precision. But the, there's that Makes... moment in that match, and we've seen it before in previous matches, like some of the best and like most convincing looking hits I've seen in the entire time we've done this so far is Misawa just going through the gears and like murking folks. Yeah. Kabashi and Kawada make everything look very effortful. Mm. Like they're putting their everything into it. Misawa makes things look effortless. And therefore when he make something look effortful it just means so much more like that sort of spinning forearm he hits that um you're sort of like referring to it just looks like he knocks him clean out yeah the precision of that and it's so so cool um but yeah it's, it's like i said when kabashi and kawada go in again it's always the most intense exchanges are probably between those two Mm. because Kabashi, like I said, it's always Kabashi's trying to prove something to Kawada, whereas Kawada seems to be always trying to prove something to Masawa. Yeah. And Akira Tawa is just like, I'll beat the shit out of anyone. I don't care. <laughs> like, the, where they exchange those chops to the throat, where it's not the palm, it mm. is the edge of the hand repeatedly striking the throats. What again, it's, I, the start, um... it's, it's the it's the more reckless nature of the all japan matches that yeah. they becoming increasingly although there aren't really i don't recall any head drops in this match to no be fair. no it's a safe which again one. shows why they don't need them because mm. like our favorite all japan matches so far i don't think either of them involved any head drops that i can recall or anything like overtly dangerous um mm. but like, there's a good clean safe bump which looks like nasty in this and it's um so again, we are going deep into the match, but um, Kawada mounts the turnbuckle and tries to start um, hitting Kabashi with the corner punches. And Kabashi just lets, hits a, just snaps off a right hook square to the throat of Kawada, and he just falls halfway across the ring. Mm. It's, I, yeah. I just love that moment. It's just all these chops, all these like intricate kicks, and then it's just like a, a right hook to the Adam's apple. Just yeah, absolutely yeah. leathers him. 
But it's interesting, like I said, what these six-man tag matches do in particular is really get across like a psychology of a six-man and the need for the whole team to kind of marshal together when they've got an opportunity to get a win. Mm. And and basically they do what they do throughout the whole match to finish it. I don't have any more notes really after this. So yeah. I don't know if you do, Si. Um, no, it's just it's weird in a way where Baba's sort of... Because Baba's role in this match is... A, it's a weird one. He's sort of like a super he's like, weapon, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. he's like a secret weapon, but you can only use him very fleetingly. Yeah. And uh, it obviously gives you disadvantages in other areas. Yeah. And he doesn't seem quite, as I say, he doesn't seem quite in tune with his like colleagues, but that adds to sort of his otherness. Well, he can't wrestle in the same style that those no. guys wrestle. He came from that conventional 70s Dory Funk Jr. sort of map-based wrestling. Yeah. Which is, you know, and you can watch great gifts of him doing these great technical exchanges with people like the Destroyer and mm. and Dory Funk and Jack Briscoe and all those sort of guys. Yeah, and it's great to watch. Uh, I would be curious to watch some seventies Baba, and you know, in when he was in his prime, he won the NWA World Title twice. Uh, it was one of those situations where. Getting that title, getting the photo of Baba with the belt was really all they needed for the press and everything and the recognition because it would drop them to Harley Race and I think Jack Briscoe very quickly after winning them. Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah. Those aren't just, bad people to lose your two title no, reigns to by any But Baba at this point can't lift his leg above his hip for a big yeah. boot. When he takes a Don Don move from uh, Akira Tawe, his feet barely leave the mat. It kind of reminded me of when. Hulk Hogan tried to take a choke slam from The Undertaker when he made his comeback and he barely got off the ground. Or um, um, some of the RKOs he took um, yeah. from Orton in their matches. Match. So yeah, the finish yet again is when Kabashi goes for the moonsault, everyone knows shit's going down. It's like when Stan Hansen goes for the lariat and when Kabashi goes for the moonsault. Those are like the two most over moves in all mm. Japan, clearly. So Tawe attacks, so Baba dumps him. Then Kabashi hits the moonsault, and Masara immediately gets in the ring to block Kawada from coming in, and that gets him the three count in a 39-minute match. Another long one. What I love about the moment the three hits the mat is the disdain that Misawa just chucks Kawada to the floor with. He's like, (laughs) I'm done with you. We're out of here. (laughs) It's an interesting thing where the, the... a feud where the face is the one that has the higher status and, the, and is always in control. Yeah. It's like usually the it's the face that finds the redemptive win. It's almost like it's like the inverse of the Raven Tommy Dreamer feud, mm. where Dreamer can never get a win. In this situation, Kawada can never get a win, and it's because they don't they heal it up, but they don't heal it up. You know, yeah. Um, as <laughs> is the way, and, and like I say when. When they lose the match, it's more they're just concerned that Fushi's all right after he's taken the pin. Yeah, it's not they're not like bitterly yelling at their opponents or anything. It's like we'll live to fight another day or something like that. But there will be a next time. Yeah. So that was the match. Thirty nine minutes. It went by very well. They they really do structure these things well, so time doesn't go by. Mm. But you know, we've already many times have said like they set a high standard with these matches, and unfortunately, just as like Ogawa. And to a lesser degree, Akiyama sort of brought down the previous six-man tag we watched. Baba just... It's a, yeah. it's a mark against it, not a mark in its favour. And that's not to say Baba does the best that he probably can in this. 
But if he's Travis out of his depth. Yeah, at this point, now, in this time in his career, he was out of his depth. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it five stars, but it's like as good a match can be where Giant Baba's in the ring for like maybe seven minutes tops in the whole match. Yeah. You know? It, yeah, it's... I, I really don't want to like sound... Because he, he, how old was Baba at this point? Baba must have been... I think he would have been in his 50s yeah. at this stage. For any, any... But, you know, because of his condition, he probably looks older than he is yeah. anyway. For any 50-year-old to be put in that environment, they wouldn't have done... Any 50-year-old wrestler wouldn't have done as well. You know, Baba, Baba did, as I say, Baba did what a 50-year-old could do in that ring. Mm. You know, and... Yeah, no, it's not five-star, but it, it's still very good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good match. It's, again... You're not going to have a bad time if you watch it, but just don't expect a match of the caliber of the Jumbo's Army against the Super Generation Army six man tags, yeah. which are the gold standard of these. Which you know, it's you know, it's just it's just unfortunately the way it is. That I was mean, the that was, six, that was facing six people either at their best or close to their best. Yeah. I mean that's why um, I was, we had a lengthy argument about whether or not at our uh, review at thirty episodes what was top and what wasn't that's why jumbos i'm I'm saying that's why jumbos that's why i argued so much for that jumbo match Mm. so jumbo was about 56 at this point in in his career coming up to i think it was around the time baba sorry baba was 56 and uh yeah and you know what like in terms of his like physique Maybe not as misshapen and, and skinny tall, but I'd love to look like that at 56. About that much, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... But it's still... Yeah, it's still a good match. So, obviously, we've now reached the 40-match mark, so that means our next episode will be the third aired version of our debrief, where we go through the 40 matches we've watched so far, give our revised top 10s, and then see if we need to revise our top 5. There are a few matches that both of us gave five stars individually in this list. So there should be some changes. How much that affects the ones at the tippy top, we've yet to find out and remain to be seen. But before then, Simon, how can people get in touch with you to maybe try and sway your votes? Uh, people can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Uh, free being the bare minimum of times I just look dreamily eyed at Fushi shithousery during this match yeah this is the last match we'll have of Fushi so let's give it up one last time for a guy that I didn't expect to I was looking forward to seeing more Kabashi Masawa Kawada yeah I thought he would just be a minor supporting player but it's not that he stole the show but he played his role to perfection yeah just beautiful just that's what heel work is Mm. like it's not trying to be cool it's just being a dickhead, and he does it so, so well. He could have relied on his technical mastery that he clearly has, but he want, he did more. Yeah. He looks like the most sensible, non, non-charismatic non wrestler, kind of like... He's a, even got a dickhead haircut. <laughs> I think maybe it's more a haircut that subsequently looks dickheadish because it's on the face of Masanobu Fushi. I don't know. <laughs> I stand by my statement. <laughs> anyway, you can Simon's giving you contact details for how you can tell him what his hair looks like. 
Um, oh, but if you want to get in touch with me uh, about my hair or fingernails or this, pretty much all you'll see on one of my uh, accounts, it's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Akira, N for No Fushi. Stop doing that. That's um, that's my Twitter account. That's my Instagram account. Let's box Facebook. Put an at gmail.com at the end of that. That's my email address. You can find our group email address at lmtyspod at gmail.com. We'd love to have some more correspondence to read as on our next episode. So please get get in touch with us on that front. But until then, there's not much left to say except that my name's Lorcan Mullen. And my name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time. Trying to love the things you need